Welcome to the Locker Room Podcast, presented by the University of Maryland Sports Business Society. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 3, Episode 3 of the Locker Room Podcast, where we take a look behind the scenes of sports business. My name is Sam Benning, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. He's been a staff member at the University of Maryland for almost 15 years and is currently the Associate AD for the Annual uh, annual Giving and Ticket Operations with our Terrapin Club, Matt Monroe. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Sam. Absolutely glad to, glad to be here. Um, appreciate uh, Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, for sure. Um, we can we can get right into it. Um, so I know I did a little research. I tried. We uh, I know you managed uh, majored in sports management in college. So what influenced you kind of, you know, coming out of high school or at least, you know, sometime in you know your early life? What influenced you making that decision to go into sports business? Was there a specific moment? What was it like? Yeah, there, there actually was. I don't know if there was just one moment, but I mean, certainly grew up playing sports and um, loved it, you know, from you know, basketball, baseball, golf, football, all that stuff. Um, but uh, in high school, um, I became best friends with uh, a guy by the name of Todd O'Connor. And uh, Todd's dad at the time was athletic director at St. Bonaventure University, uh, where I grew up in a small town called Olean, New York. And, you know, St. Bonaventure, you know, is, is located there. So, um, so I became obviously, uh, you know, very close with that, that family. And I got to thinking, I was like, you know, man, he's doing that for a career. That's pretty cool. So, so that, that's kind of where I, I, at least my thought process was in terms of like, this is, this is the track of of how you get to that position. And uh, so I started doing some research about, you know, majoring in in sports management and, and that's where, where kind of that landed me towards that, towards that direction. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, so that led you to Robert Morris. Is that correct? Yep. Robert Morris just inside Pittsburgh. Yes. That's um. So, so what was your college experience like, you know, what were uh, some of your favorite classes within the sports management, even outside of it, if you know, if you want to talk about that, um, extracurriculars, what was that like for you, at least, um, you know, in college? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had, I had a great time in, in, in college. Um, you know, I, as I tell, I, I have two young kids, I tell them it's going to be the best years of your <laughs> life, but pack it up. But um, no, we're, um, you know, in, in terms of our sports management, we we had a we had a very well-rounded education. Uh, we we took classes that were you know sports marketing driven. But we also had like almost outside we had uh, sport law classes and the history you know history behind the sport, you know sport and society. And so we it, it was it was a wide range of classes, just not geared towards a specific area. And uh, you know, and then it was it's a bit is a kind of a business within the business school there. So I was able to to take a lot of like business finance type of classes as, as well. And as well as that, uh, you know, with, within that framework of the major, but uh, you know, overall um, you know, experience at school was outstanding, both from, you know, an academic standpoint, but also just extra, extracurricular. I was able to do some internships that led me to, to where I am today. Um, but also just got the experience of a, of a, you know, of a, of a college student and, and um you know, just, just has a, you know, a little bit of a sports background, a little bit different from, from your normal, you know, uh, business mate. So. Yes, no, that's awesome. Um, and if, 
if internships was that was so you said that was kind of your thing if you want to share a little bit about what your internships were like in school um you know what experience did you have where'd you you know if it took you anywhere as well you know feel free yeah, to talk about yeah, that absolutely so I had two internships while I was, uh, they certainly encourage um, you to do at least one, uh, but mostly mul multiple. And, you know, we, we had the opportunity to help out at some different events in around Pittsburgh. But, uh, you know, I, I ended up doing an internship down in Florida, my junior year going into my senior year. That one was uh, at a resort and, you know, we did, you know, recreation type of management, you know, with um, pool operations and ran activities for kids and all that stuff. And, you know, while I, I really enjoyed that experience, it, it got to me to where thinking this is really not what the path that I want to go towards. So when I got back from the, you know, in my start of my senior year, I started sitting down with one of my professors and, you know, I, I said, Hey, this is the, this is the path that I want to get to. I want to get towards college athletics and how do I you know, did you have any connections? So he actually connected me with somebody from the University of Pittsburgh, ended up being able to get a internship in the pit ticket office the second semester of my senior year. So that that's kind of how I got my start in, in college, in college athletics. I always knew I wanted to get towards it. Um, but, you know, in college, you know, you're feeling out different experiences. And um, so I, you know, did a couple of internships, did a couple of volunteer experiences, but I was lucky enough to be able to get that opportunity at Pitt. Um, the uh, uh my last semester in school and and what was it like or what was part of your decision like you know picking the college sports area as opposed to you know high school youth or even professional level what was that decision like yeah I mean I, I guess I, I just have always loved college sports um you know from just the the sheer excitement of, of watching you know young kids that you know now now they're getting paid a little bit you know but <laughs> You know, back, back when I was going, it's, you know, just just a total amateur, you know, sport. And, you know, they're going to class, they're they're getting an education and, and they're playing sports. And and I always just wanted to be around that. And then, too, you know, just growing up watching, watching college basketball, watching college football, just had a passion for it. So um, that that's where I started. Not that I wasn't going to uh, or not that I didn't rule out uh, professional sports, but I think I always just gravitated towards, you know, I, I, th I think I wanted to get in the college atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You know, I, I agree with that kind of, you know, you feel kind of the passion, like you were saying, obviously, you're talking about payment and stuff now, but the passion that goes into it almost feels like a different level at the college, you know, at the college athletics level. Yeah. And and since I've gotten into it, too, it's 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 so much different than, you know, if you're working in baseball, for example, or football at a professional level, right, it's just you're, you're doing one sport throughout the entire year. Um and for me, you know, that's just, not, I would rather, I would love, I love going from football to basketball to lacrosse to, you know, all these different sports. So it's, it's fun because there, there's always something going on and always something different um, rather than just the, the same thing year over year. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and to backtrack it a little bit, I'll get more specific. What was um, your decision like going into ticketing? I know that's what you started and obviously you're still into it now. Um, was that something you initially wanted to get into? Um, how, you know, how'd that happen? Yeah, it, it really wasn't, to be honest with you. Um, I, at the time, I really didn't know exactly what I wanted to to dive into. I, I think I had the ultimate goal of, okay, I want to be an athletic director someday. How do I get there? So I, I was just willing to take any opportunity that that came my way. So, and it just happened to be the, the professor that um, had a connection with um, the ticket director at the University of Pittsburgh. 
and uh, they gave me an opportunity and I started to be honest with you I started off and looking and and I'm answering phones left and right and taking taking down and back back in those days you literally wrote down a credit card and went over to a separate area and had like a little machine you punched it in and and that's how you process the ticket order um well before well just just the advent of of you know kind of the digital internet um I remember not even ha having a computer at that time but anyway um so it's not really what I was like ah, do I really want to sit here and answer phones my <laughs> Um, but obviously there's a lot more involved in it. Um, but then I, you know, I started to get work in games and I got opportunities to work, you know, basketball games and some of our spring sports and, and run that. And the more, the more in tune I got with it, you know, I saw the bigger picture and understood and too understood what role I played. I mean, if, you know, without tickets, you can't go to an event, right? Yeah. So um, it, it, it became, and, and I think I just, as the more experience I, I, I gained, I was like, yeah, this is something I want to do. And I, I enjoy working with people and you're, a, it's in a very front facing position because you're always dealing with somebody, uh, whether it's a fan, season ticket holder, um, somebody who's coming to a game, you're, you're always dealing with somebody in a, in a customer service role. And I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, you know, moving forward, at least, how did you, uh, you know, get your way over to, to Marshall? That was your next step in your journey. And, you know, how'd you, how'd you get there? Yeah, so I, I spent five years at Pitt uh, and had had just an unbelievable experience there. Um, got to a point in, in my role there where, um, not that I didn't see myself being there, but I kind of ran out of like, okay, what else can I do? Yeah. Uh, I was at a time where we, we literally played in three different football stadiums in three different years. Wow. Um, so there, there is just a, an unbelievable amount of work that goes into that. So I'm like, all right, what else can I do here to prove myself? So I was like, let, let me look at other opportunities. And I wanted to kind of get to where I could essentially lead a lead a ticket office unit and get experience that way. And so I sought out a couple opportunities and and that's how I, I landed at Marshall as uh um you know as the assistant AD there, essentially leading the day-to-day -day operations of, of their ticket office. That's perfect. And that's you know, that makes sense, obviously. You know, that I that's crazy. Three you know, three different arenas. And yeah, we that. played so my my first year there, we played at Pitt Stadium and it was the last year of that stadium. It got torn down. And then uh we played in Three Rivers Stadium, which was the old, you know, Pittsburgh Pirates, Pittsburgh uh, Steelers, yeah. and then they yeah. built Heinz Field and we moved to Heinz Field. So yeah, we uh it, it was a lot of work, but it was a very, very good experience. And to be honest with you, I, I don't know. If I got, I would have gotten a at least a Marshall job because it lended to okay, this this guy has been through it. He understands how these things work. So I was lucky to have that experience in my resume. Yes, I mean uh, that makes sense, obviously. Um, and what was you know you you said you were running the day to day operations over at Marshall, and what was that like? What specifically were were you doing over there? Yeah, um, you know it was kind of a dual role, really. It's it's you know focused on customer service. Um, and ticket sales we had marshall is a little bit of a smaller operation we only had two full-time staff members there um, and then we had some graduate assistants that, that would help us out in the office so so i was you know kind of you know multiple hats right you're yeah. you're you're dealing with high level season ticket holders and donors you're um you know making sure that you know everything's set up for events you are looking at how, how do we drive how do we drive season tickets? How do we drive revenue? You know, all, all those types of things combined. Um, so I was able to, uh, you know, kind of ha have that experience as, as a leader and really kind of in, in a way set different standards, right? 
looking at um, that this is all right we have a we have an outdated policy here what, what do we do to change it right um, how, how do we improve the operation how do we make it more streamlined those types of things so that gave me the the uh, the opportunity and the guys to be able to do that yeah um, and then you know moving forward now onto the OR to our Maryland what was the influencing decision there? And, you know, how'd you stumble upon uh, this program? Yeah, a couple different things, you know, with my experience at Pitt, I got, I got uh, lucky to be there at the right time. You know, mm -hmm. Pitt was, uh, you know, very good in basketball, very good in football. And I got to see kind of the big time college athletics. So um, no knock on Marshall whatsoever. <laughs> Marshall's a, a tremendous school, but, you know, Maryland's at a, at a different level. So I, uh, at that particular time, I was like, I really want to get back into, you know, the power five. And, yeah. um, you know, so looking at Maryland, it was always a school that I, you know, growing up watching college basketball and, and, and seeing the success of Maryland, knowing that it was, you know, right at the, uh, you know, base of Washington, D.C., yeah. being in the area. You know, I always looked at that school and saying, okay, this is this is somewhere where I, I, I could see myself someday. So I when I when that opportunity came about, I, I went after it pretty hard and uh you know luck, lucky enough to to get the opportunity. Yes. Um and you know, I mentioned I think I mentioned this earlier, you know, you've been here for almost 15 years. Um, was that your thought coming in that you'd be here for, you know, for all this time, obviously? <laughs> um, good question. I, I don't know if I had a, a specific time frame in mind. Uh, I did have goals for myself in terms of like what I wanted to accomplish. Um, but knowing, you know, that I've been here this, this long, you know, there's, there's absolutely no place I'd rather be. Yeah. And this is, this is absolutely where I want to be. Um, I, I feel uh, very good about uh, where we're at today and where we're going. Um, you know, we've been through a lot, been through a lot of changes, but um, I, I, this is where I want to be. It's, it's just such a tremendous place um, with, unbelievable and and potential for us to, to to be at the absolute top of the college college athletics landscape so that this, that's uh that's this is where I want to be yes uh, agreed uh, and how is you know how has your role changed within your work here uh over time I know you you know you've had a, a couple different titles yeah so I you know started off similar role to where where I was at Marshall um and then you know I've, I've kind of had some some expanding responsibilities uh, most recently, four years ago, I moved into uh, our development office with the Terrapin Club and now have oversight of the annual fund for our student athlete scholarships. So raising money, raising money for that. Um, and in addition to, you know, kind of still overseeing, overseeing ticket operations. So the industry is, has evolved so much in, in the last several years, you know, going from you know, what, what we used to do in, in the ticket operation, which, you know, again, back in my first part of my career, you know, you, you didn't even, I didn't even have a computer work from was called yeah. a dumb terminal. You probably never <laughs> heard of or seen that, but um, no, I mean like the digital ticket and, and all that really changed the landscape. And so we've had to involve, you know, in, in really changing our operations surrounding that. But at the end of the day, like my main thing is still, you know, how, how do we drive more revenue, how do we get more fans in in the stands and how do we, you know, make people happy? I mean, that's, 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 it's, it's a service business and that that's, that's what it really drills down to, but I've been lucky enough to kind of grow in my role, but also, you know, take on new responsibilities as well as, you know, things continue to adapt. Yeah. And on that, 
what was it like when uh, when we joined the Big Ten in 2014? Was that a big shift? Was it you know was it the same? It was a massive shift. I mean, from from a number of different avenues. One, you know, we were a charter member of the the ACC, so uh, a lot of built up passion within within our alums, within our fan base. And you know, when you when you go to a new conference, you know, you, you have a whole new whole new set of neighbors, right? And um, you know, most of the schools are, are centered in the in the Midwest, and um, so geographically, um, looking at that, it you know, uh, our fans and our alums weren't were used to that, so it definitely took took a while to to do it. I think everyone now realizes that we made absolutely the, the yeah. right, especially in the the landscape of where we stand today in college athletics. But yeah, it was it was definitely different, and and two there there's differences between the ACC and, and the Big Ten in terms of you know, stadium size for football yeah. and and tradition and history and, and looking at just um, different things that the, those those two leagues do. So definitely a, a shift. Uh, you know, I sat on a couple of committees when we were transitioning from the ACC to the Big Ten. Got some really good experience from that. And, you know, just just all the ins and outs of, of what you need to do. You know, we're we're playing in, in new areas, you know, so how do we take advantage of you know, people that that live in Chicago and Nebraska and all that stuff, uh, where before we weren't traveling to those areas to to, to play games. So, um, a lot of those different types of things happened when we when we joined the Big Ten. But I think everyone now is like, all right, you, you made the right decision. You know, the, yeah. the right decision was made at that time. Do you feel like at the start you kind of you were kind of saying that? Do you feel like you guys lost fans or lost support when that happened, or you know, even if you lost, did they come back? Yeah, I, I think you, you definitely had a segment of uh, of our alumni that that were not happy that um, really enjoyed certainly the the rivalries that, that were built in the in the ACC. Um, but I think as time moves on, right, it, everything has has evolved since since that point. And if you look at right now, the Big Ten is in a very very good place. It's stable, and where where most of the other conferences are, are not. Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot of people have come back, right? The people that uh, maybe the first year or two said, you know, I'm I'm not a fan. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna you know drop my donation or or you know forego my season ticket, something like that. Most of most of them have have at least found their way back in some some form or fashion, yeah. uh, because because they realize you know where where we stand where we stand now versus where we did in 2012 2013. Yeah. Um you know, what does, what does a day to day or what does a game day look for you here? And, you know, how does that change between season to season? What does it look like for football, for, you know, lacrosse, basketball, everything else? Yeah. So um, it definitely changes um, from, from game to game because you have different things. So really just, just getting, getting things prepped, right. Make, making sure that, you know, from a, I'll speak from a ticket standpoint and then from a, a fundraising standpoint. So yeah. from a, from a ticket standpoint, you know, making sure, everything's right making sure every ticket's delivered every parking pass is delivered um you know set, setting up things for you know if you we have tickets to sell so making sure all the promotional stuff is is ready to go um you know staffing obviously making sure that um you know we have you know you handle recruit tickets and you handle we handle student tickets and we handle um all those different types of things and then making sure that you're prepared for last minute things that come about Right, because because inevitably they they do. So it's just a lot of planning and, and preparation. Um, you know, you kind of run through your checklist and, and make sure all the all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Um, from a development standpoint, you know, we're looking more relationship based. So 
uh, all right, at the game tomorrow, I know there's going to be 10 donors out there that I want to see. Right? Mm -hmm. so how, how do I go about doing that? All right, well, I'm going to go visit them at their seat or can I can I send them a text and, and meet them maybe at halftime, things like that. So a little bit different perspective for, you know, trying to trying to see as many as possible people as possible um, and, and just visit with them and, and, and see how they're doing and see how I can help them. So and then we do from development, we do like donor of the game. We do different, uh, you know, stewardship things that, that we have going on, you know, as, as the overall Terrapin Club um, on, a, on a game day. So um, lots going on. Um, there's a lot of things that happened last minute behind the scenes that um, that are, you know, if people don't know about that kind of getting taken care of. But um, you just have to be as well prepared as you possibly can be. Do you have a favorite season? You know, do you, do you have a favorite sport or season? Uh, basketball. Yeah. 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 That's the, I, you know, as, as a fan, I would agree with that as well, actually. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, this, that's, and it's not Maryland specific um, no, yes. growing up, I guess, growing up where I grew up, um, very small town. And as I mentioned, St. Bonaventure, it was kind of the only game in town and they had a, they had a pretty darn good basketball team. So um, kind of growing up, just watching it. I, I, I think just something that, that uh, lended me to, you know, being, that's probably my favorite sport to, to watch. Mm -hmm. that's great um for summers what does that look like for you do, you know do you consider that is that an off season for you or is that you know is it how is it different how is it the same yeah um there's really no off season uh, for college, college athletics you know while the summer is probably a little bit slower because you don't have a, a ton of you know games going on or anything like that but we're we're in full preparation mode um you know with our gearing up towards the fall you know, football is such a, a large operation um, that uh, it takes several months to be able to, to get ready for. And then looking at it from a development lens, you know, our fiscal year runs July to June. Okay. So June is is probably our busiest time from, yeah. from my Terrapin Club perspective. You know, getting money towards the end of the fiscal year, you know, trying to trying to balance out our budget and trying to get as much money as we can for our scholarship fund and, and all of our projects, facility projects and major gift areas that we have going on. So that's a very busy time. I think July, if you look at like when is your slowest time, probably July, then it really ramps back up in in, in August, uh, gearing up towards towards the fall and when fall sports happen. So what is something that you think people don't understand about sports business. I feel, you know, there are so many unknowns from the outside looking in, um, you know, what do you think? What do you, what would you care to share at least? Just in overall sports, sports business. Yes. And, you know, I guess in your job, I feel like, you know, I kind of said this, people see the glamor and the highlights of it, you know, being involved in sports, you get to go to games. Um, is that what people, you know, is it actually what people think it is? You know, you can, you can give your perspective on this obviously as well, personally. Yeah. I think th there's a couple of things. Yeah, maybe the the amount of hours that that people will put in and, and the and the work that you have to put in towards it again. You know, they kind of look at it like, okay, you know, you get to you get to go to a game, but I'll give you an example on a football game day that that starts at three thirty. You know, we're here at eight o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. and and you're here until seven thirty, eight o'clock at night, depending on how long the game takes. So it's it's a twelve hour day. It's not. It's not showing up, uh, you know, when the gates open and and let, let's go. So I think that's probably a miss, miss, you know, and two something that you know, going back to my 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 days in in school and looking at what I want to do. Uh, one of my professors actually said to me, he goes, 
do you really want to get in college athletics? You understand that the amount of work that it takes. Um, and at that time I kind of like jokingly said, yeah, I, I know. Um, and then I started working in it and, 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 and now I totally get it. So, um, so I think, you know, going back on the flip side, if you have a passion for it and, and you, and you understand that it, it's more of a, more of a career than it is a, a job, which, which sports truly is, then you can kind of get beyond that. But I think that's, that's some of the, um, you know, maybe perception out there of like, Hey, you know, it's so cool to work in sports and, um, yeah, it, it absolutely is, but yeah. they don't understand the time and the effort that is needed to be able to do that because, you know, we have, you know, tomorrow at, at our men's basketball game, we're going to have close to 15,000 people. Yeah. There, right. And we're responsible for those 15,000 people. So, yeah. A lot. Yeah. That's obviously a big responsibility. Yeah. Um, for, you know, for our school, for university of Maryland, what are your thoughts on having a sports management program here? Obviously, it's something that we don't have in our business school. Obviously, if you're allowed or want to speak on this, uh, feel free. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm in a huge, huge advocate of of having that um, twofold. I think it, you know, progresses just to the edge of the overall education um, and and what we're what Maryland is as a as a top twenty public institution, offering you know a number of different avenues for for our students. And then, you know, looking at from, you know, how I, you know, how I kind of, um, you know, resonate with my career and, and also um, the opportunities that, that I had, I would love to see that happen here. Um, I know that there's some local schools in the, in the area that, that offer it, but um, I've always been a huge proponent of, of being able to do it. And I know that there's, you know, talks of, of, of that happening someday, but, um, and then two, you know, you have a university here that, and an athletic department and other opportunities for students to be able to get involved and get real-time experience. And, you know, whether they stay at Maryland or get other opportunities, that that that's going to be right there for them. So, you know, it's a built-in, you know, built-in, you know, department for them to be able to get, whether it's a volunteer, whether it's an internship, whatever it may be, it's right here for sports management, you know, students to be able to you know, major or whatever you want to call it to be able to gain that real world experience, um, you know, set up through, through, through that, through that particular discipline. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. Um, for you personally, kind of off of that, what are some important skills that you believe that someone should have to work in the world of business? Um, if you want to, you know, talk about your role more specifically, someone who's going to be interning or working with you, what are the best skills or things that they need? Yeah. Um, it's, it's really, I mean, you're, again, I think I mentioned it's, it's a, like it's front facing, you know, college athletics, you're, you're, you're in front of the public. So interpersonal skills, being able to relate well to all different kinds of people. Um, you know, we need to relate right to students. We need to be able to relate to somebody who's had, um, has been a donor for 50 years and, and a season ticket holder for that long. So, um, really interpersonal skills, being able to have a positive attitude, um, you know, somebody who is, is customer centric, I think, um, both internally and externally that that's what, um, you know, I, I think would, would make, you know, somebody successful in this, in, in, you know, diving into this area, um, especially as it relates to, again, like you're, you're so visible, right. And, you know, when, when, when something, you know, it ultimately in, in my role, a lot of things bubble up to me. So, I'm like, okay, how do we, how do we take care of this? And, and, you know, whether it's, I got to get somebody on the phone or what I, I got to, you know, do something, do something myself. Um, th there's always um, an avenue to be able to, to take care of somebody in, in the right manner. 
And I think that's, you know, for, for me and in, in my experience that that's, I think what makes somebody who who's in this position successful. Yes. No. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, now we can move to our, uh, our shift to our final section of the episode, which we call our Maryland minute. We'll have a speed round. We'll have our rapid fire questions. Um, are you ready, Matt? I'm ready. All right. <laughs> All right. First one, Saturdays or Sundays in sports? Saturdays. Favorite college park restaurant or food? Uh, Lido's. Favorite non-UMD memory in sports? Non, Non-memory UMD? Yeah, non-UMD, outside of UMD. Outside of UMD in sports. Um, uh, last game of Pitt Stadium, uh, 1999. Nice. Favorite UMD sports memory? Um, Gravis Vasquez against North Carolina his senior year. Which UMD sports team will be the next team to win a national championship for the school? <laughs> Put me on the spot. Um, I'm going to say women's basketball. Fair. Fair enough. Um, that's all we have for a Maryland Minute and for this episode of the Locker Room Podcast. Matt, thank you very much again for joining us. You provided some great insight into your world and we greatly appreciate it. Um, so for our listeners, make sure to follow us on Instagram at SPS underscore UMD to stay updated on all of the latest Locker Room Podcast updates. Uh, Matt, we'll see you soon and we wish you all the best. Thank you again. Thanks, Sam. Really appreciate it.